Hi, you're listening to Sarah Cudmore from Homegrown Learning, here to talk to you today about home educating children with additional needs. Some people might know this as special needs or special educational needs. I welcome my lovely fellow home edder to join me today to share her stories about her own situation with her daughter who has additional needs. We are keeping both names anonymous today as due to the nature of what we're discussing. So statistically, numbers of families home educating has increased over the last few years. My own opinion with that is that that's largely down to the changes in the national curriculum in which the bar was raised um, four or five years ago, where children had been working at a certain level. They were expected to now be working 18 months to two years ahead of that. And it's my view that that put a lot of pressure on teachers and head teachers in schools to increase their data. And it also meant that there was more pressure on the children to get to those levels. That, in turn, meant that children with additional needs were finding it extremely difficult to concentrate and were seemingly disturbing other children. And teachers are forced then to... Uh, move children out of that class situation and into different spaces and as a result I think it's fair to say that there are more exclusions. In fact I met a family a couple of weeks ago who'd had a negotiated exclusion so um, they were told by the school that if they took their child out of school they wouldn't have to exclude them but they would need to home educate them and if they stayed in school they were going to be excluded. So there is a lot going on in terms of the system. To put it into context, let's talk a little bit more about specific um, educational needs. So what additional needs has your child got? My daughter, who is 11, she is on the autistic spectrum. She was diagnosed when she was about seven. She, in particular, she has quite a lot of sensory needs, um, sensory issues, and she... She struggles in large groups and she struggles with the unknown. Okay, so did did she ever go to school or...? She didn't. She didn't ever go to school. When she was of, of an age for us to think about that, it, it was very clear, really, that she um, her anxiety levels would have, would have gone through the roof if she'd gone to school. She, she really needed us to be with her, one of her parents to be with her, to provide her with a sense of safety and um, to help her regulate her own emotions her to be able to be comfortable in the world um she really needed that and i think had she gone to school she yeah she would have been very anxious very sad um overwhelmed by the noise the people the demands and it wouldn't have been a healthy environment for her mm, the, so the the system would have just put too much pressure yeah. on her yeah um and um when we're talking about school so do, what what do you think would have happened if she had gone to school, do you think? I think if ultimately she would have refused to go because it would have been so distressing for her to be there. I mean, learning really wouldn't have happened. It would have been a question of coping, and I actually don't think she would have coped with being in that environment without her one-to-one support mm. from from me, really. And it's actually interesting talking about school. Um, I read just yesterday on... Uh, Richard Branson's uh, Virgin site, he was talking about the A-level results just having come out and saying how sad it is that the the government are not recognising children with additional needs. They are, they, 
the A-levels are so much harder to achieve that they've got rid of the coursework, which means people who have dyslexia, in Richard Branson's case, um, and really have have trouble spelling and memorising things, really do just not excel when it comes to, you know, that school data. And um, I think it was really beautiful. Richard Branson was saying that, you know, his skills, he feels that he didn't get those skills from school. His skills are all about creativity, um, problem solving, and actually leaving school at 16 allowed him to do that. So, you know, it's interesting thinking about a different type of additional need and whether the, the school system is able to um, allow those children to excel. Um, how is it for your daughter attending groups? She is often keen to go to groups to see her friends. She enjoys being with them and it's a, a great opportunity for her to do that. Um, she is, well, like many children, even those without additional needs, she can be nervous about going because it's an it's always a slightly unknown situation. We don't know exactly who's going to be there and exactly what's going to happen. And for her, that, that is anxiety-making. Um, we do quite a lot of work in advance by being in touch with others who might come and so she, she knows who's going to be there. She has more of a sense of what might happen. And that helps her and um, positive experiences help her. Mm. To, to remember them and then think, oh, well, you know, it did go well two weeks ago. So, yeah, let's let's try it again. And that actually yeah. led us, didn't it, to, to actually set up a, a local group. There wasn't a group locally and we set up a local group with those with your daughter and other children in mind, really thinking about. Um, well, we actually asked them, how, what, what do you want from a group? And it was they wanted that security. They wanted that um that consistency and environment they wanted people to turn up on time because yes. that anxiety about who's going to be here and what's it you know but they're they're important things to remember I think when when you're just considering anything with with young people mm. aren't they yeah so let's talk a little bit about your actual home educating with your daughter so what sort of style of home educating best suits her what how do you work that at home it's it's an ever-evolving thing, really, trying to respond to her changing needs. Um, we are very much child-led. Um, not, I wouldn't say we're entirely unschooling, though, which I know you have some other interviews that will explain a bit more about that. But we, we follow her interests. Um, we try to help her learn things that she will need in, in the future. So we do have some support for her in terms of literacy and we try and include plenty of numeracy in our in our days and that works well for us but broadly um following her interests might look like for example watching some brian cox dvds which she's quite into at the moment she's also interested in learning to touch type so she's been following a program on that at the moment which i think is one of those skills that is very useful in today's world i wish i had it <laughs> um, we also make time for a lot of um, outdoor adventures which helps to keep her regulated and plenty of exercise and uh, she goes to a surf club and she goes to a running club and she's interested in um, circus skills as well so we try and do things that make her heart sing as much as we can because that's where where she's happy and relaxed she'll be learning 
Mm, and that's really interesting you just talking about the sorts of activities that you do and that's where the system is, is so tricky I and mean, it's really hard for teachers but it's where the system's so wrong because these children do need that kind of regulating from being in and amongst trees and wandering um, you know wild walks and just being out with nature and that you know that doesn't suit the system does yeah, it that's right no um and I think there are an awful lot of wonderful teachers stuck in a system that they don't perhaps feel comfortable with either and they really want to do their best for the children, but it's tricky within the system. Yeah. Um, so like, what, so you've talked a little bit about, so your days look, they look very different. You haven't got like a set structure for your day or... Well, during the week, we have a pattern during the week of a combination of different groups and activities that we go to, which helps. It's good to have that structure. Um, and then we weave um, lots of other activities um, amongst those things, really. Yeah. And like the topical conversation is, uh, so how do you measure progress? You know, what does progress look like? That's do a you, good question. Yeah. Um, I don't have a formal way of doing that. I think the most important thing in our family is to look at where people were and where they've got to. So for my daughter, it's not really about what other children of her age are achieving and able to do. Um, I more consider, well, a year ago, she's made a large amount of, you know, from a year ago, she's made a large amount of progress. And that's what matters to me, that she's continually progressing. And maybe it'll take her longer to achieve certain things than other children. But in the grand scheme of things, it really doesn't matter. What I want is for her to feel comfortable, for her to love learning and be following the things that um, she's very excited about, because that'll enable her to do it. And have that great, great depth of understanding about mm. who she is and 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 know that you know this is how I learn and yeah. I think that's really great and that that again is another problem with the system where all of these children are compared at the same age mm. it was actually what led me to um produce my app collage I've just got to get in there um <laughs> but actually was thinking about progress of of home educating children and not being competitive but allowing a system where you can upload photos videos anything from the computer that you that are stored chronologically so you can see that progress because you do hold on to that progress in your head don't you mm. but I think you know many of us living in that kind of world where we're potentially in the future going to have to prove a little bit more about what progress we're we're doing. That's right and I'm looking forward to the app because I think it's going to help me see where potentially there are some gaps in my daughter's learning and then I can look at what I might be able to offer her. Um, so she has as round as an education as possible and I'm looking forward to that and also it might enable people to to look at the curriculum and there's lots of aspects of the curriculum that are really archaic and not relevant but it allows you to sort of go go sort of free free flow through the age phases to see the aspects that are relevant and to deliver those if you feel they're relevant for your child um, so what have you as a as a as a as a mum your partner works how how do you support yourself because home educating anyway is really hard isn't it it's not it's definitely not an easy option no how do you how do you look after yourself make sure you're it's a really important question um i i don't always do this very well but it's something i'm continually learning about too um i take breaks where i can we share the load my partner and i as much as is possible um, given my partner's work and we we occasionally have somebody who the children are happy with to take them for a few hours so we can have some headspace and talk to each other 
and I try and build things into our days that will nourish me. So going outdoors, for example, and being active helps me to feel good too. Mm. Um, but it is, it is a challenge. And although I think it's actually one of the most important things to find a way through, because if I'm not well-regulated and well-rested, I can't look after the children and I can't help them learn. So it's actually really important that it happens. Mm. And particularly, I think, if you don't live near family, that... that that thing about trying to search for people that you feel really comfortable with that you can. I know lots of home educating families do little swaps every so often just to give one of the one of the parents a bit of time out to go for a walk or anything that just gives you that breathing space yeah. to kind of okay and then you come back in feeling that bit stronger and ready to go again. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you've got you've got a son as yes. well so yes. slightly younger than your daughter how does how does it work for him because it's it's tricky with additional needs it is. it's a bit more it demanding is. a bit more time consuming how does he cope with that <laughs> um he he's six he um he actually learns a great deal from his sister she um is absolutely wonderful with him often and they can have amazing times together and her additional needs in a way help us um what, how can I put it, help him learn things that he wouldn't otherwise learn. So his life is richer. But there's no denying that there are times when his life is also a little more restricted because of what my daughter is able to manage and the fact I can't duplicate myself and, and be looking after her in the way that she needs and be taking him to somewhere he wants to go. So there are limits, um, but as there are in all families, I think. Mm -hmm. um, but I think he's he's very understanding and he's got a great deal of flexibility but also hold on holds on to what's really important to him um and he's gained those things from being within the context of our family home um, educating in itself does generally give people a real deep relationship understanding doesn't it a it real does. connection yeah and that's really beautiful and that's really helpful actually yeah. i mean that's that you know in school situation there are children with additional needs in classrooms, but how much do other children learn about that and how much, you know, they empathise because they're in that class and, and they sort of learn, yeah, they might be doing that because of that, but how much do they actually get a deep understanding about why and mm. what they can do to support that? I'm, I'm yeah, not... no, that's true. And I think um, both my children, actually, their worlds are expanded as a result of their sibling and that's not always comfortable for either of them. Mm. Um, but I think ultimately they are both learning more about about the world and about other people through each other that's beautiful a lot of people who've got children with additional needs used to have something called a statement which is now referred to as an ehcp or an ehc which is referenced as educational health and care plan is for children and young people aged up to 25 who need more support than is available through their normal learning. And that replaced the old system, I think, in about 2014. What does that give you? Do you have one? or do No, you have I haven't gone of... down the route of getting one for my no. daughter. I think um, I know several people who have, and it's been quite a process. And I absolutely admire and respect them for, for engaging in that process to support their children. I think I haven't felt I've um, had the energy and strength to deal with the system on that mm. and I've poured my energies directly into the children um, at the moment. Do you need an EHCP 
to be able to make a difference, do you think? I think if your children are learning at home, you don't necessarily need one. But if they want to access anything that is provided, um, it probably would be very useful for them to have one. I mean, I am aware that as my daughter becomes older, she may want to access um, further education of some kind. And not having an EHCP could be could make it harder for her to do that. So that's something I'm aware of and, and we need to think about. And I guess, like, um, another sort of thought might be that parents who feel that their children might have some kind of additional need and are home educated, maybe have never been in the system, what sort of steps should they take to be going towards an EHCP or what, what's the steps beforehand? I guess in school it would be teachers raising that concern mm -hmm. with their additional needs coordinator who would then give them strategies. I guess at home we don't have that, those strategies, mm -hmm. many of us. I mean, I think, I think for us, getting a diagnosis has actually been very helpful. I know for some people that isn't the route they want to go down. But for us, having the diagnosis has enabled us to articulate our daughter's needs better whenever we have contact with any external organisation. Um, and we've been able to access some specific programmes which have helped her very much. So for us, having the diagnosis has been what, what's been useful. And we've found our ways to support her. Um, which we would have found anyway without the diagnosis, but it's been easier to access yeah. other things. Did you do that? It. You did that through the GP because you yes. can do it. Yeah. So yeah. how long did you say, sorry, no, how long was no, that process it took about a year from when we first raised our concerns with the GP and asked for a referral yeah. um, until we received the actual diagnosis. But that was okay for us mm. um, because it was a diagnosis we expected to receive and the process was was okay. And I know that that may be different now. I've heard of people sort of saying, going to the GP and saying, it's actually two, it's going to be two years before this is either, even assessed. And I think possibly there are more outlets to be able to go privately if you can, which obviously has an, has an expense to it. But I know a family I spoke to were talking about, they'd had a um, SIPT report through... Um, occupational health which they paid for privately I think that was about £500 but that gave them a diagnosis that they were able to then work use strategies and things to support those children I guess it depends on the the um, additional needs that your yeah. child has that yeah. there are lots of there's lots of support and strategies now on online that you may may just feel that you can identify aspects of your child's behaviours with that and work towards that. It, it does depend on, mm. on, the, on their need. And I think um, finding other parents who have children with additional needs is also incredibly helpful because through those little conversations you can get ideas and, and support and understanding and that can mean you can support and understand your own child better. And, and that was going to be another question really, is oh. like any, any bits of advice that we would give um, parents. And so, you know, make friends with people who care. Yes. Um, Possibly um, be be track if you are concerned about your child having additional needs. It is useful to keep some kind of diary or to be sort of using something like my app where you could log where they're working at. So if they're working particularly behind where they should be in terms of their year group, or they're actually you know excelling and and have really high level of need, that's also helpful when you're potentially going to a GP or any kind of referral do you yeah. think is there anything you'd add to that yeah I mean I think that what was helpful when we were working with the, the healthcare providers was to um, have a, a log of lots of different experiences 
that gave a flavour of what life was like for my daughter. And I think it enabled them to understand her more quickly and it was more helpful to them and to the process. And I think that's a really, really good point because the the referral process is easier for um, agencies when children are in school because they've got those experiences of what are they like in a classroom, what are they... That's not to say that's not that's not easy for, you know, home educating people do socialise their children. You know, there's lots of different situations where you can keep those journals, something that would be really helpful if you are if you are thinking about that. Is there anything else that you can still access if you're not if you're in school obviously you'll go through this, their SENCO, their special needs coordinator, but if you're not in school, is there anything else that you can access that would allow you um, to do a bit more with your children or get a bit more support? Well, um, there are probably two two things I'd say. One is that with a diagnosis or even just being able to explain your child's needs, it's possible to access different projects and services that can support your child. Um, on the other side of things... Is that through the counts? How would you access... Some, yeah. or through some different charities run things. Okay. Or, um, for example, in some cities, I know if you... Um, are registered as disabled in some way, it's possible to access, for example, cheaper swimming lessons, one-to-one swimming lessons, whereas your child may not manage in a group. And so there are some localities that recognise that. Um, the other thing is that we have applied for disability living allowance, and we've been, we've been granted that for my daughter. Our paediatrician actually encouraged us, to, encouraged us to apply. I felt a bit reluctant to do that. It somehow didn't feel quite right. We were managing, it was OK, but... It was great to be encouraged by the paediatrician and we were given the allowance and it means that my daughter can access a few more things. Mm. Um, we're able to give her more support and that's what really matters. It's not really about us, it's about her. Yeah, that's really helpful actually. Um, I might put a link to the disability living allowance on the site because it might be something that people have not come across before. Um, Thank you so much for your Pleasure. time today. It was really, really great to unpick a little bit of, and, and hope, hopefully this will um, help parents who are at home either concerned that their children might have some, some additional need in some respect, or uh, for anyone who's kind of thinking about leaving the system and wants to know a little bit more about what it's like and how you can support them at home. So if you've got any more questions either around this topic or, or any other topics, um, email them in and we will keep them and use them for our question and answer sessions in the future. But for now, keep calm and carry on.